1: Hey, everybody. It's Mike. Gotta explain one thing before we get going here. Uh, we were originally planning to record one single podcast and then, you know, things got heated as they do. So what we're doing is we're taking this one podcast and we're splitting it up into two parts. First part is the first part of our topic, talking about the speeches. And the second part is the conclusion of that plus our quiet question. Hope you enjoy. Let's get it going hey everybody to win coach orion sir i'm mike that's tommy how's it going that's kevin
2: i'm very very unimpressed with your lack of commitment (laughs) to your intro that's a really good point can we have it? Can we can we try again, please? I
1: just want to get through it. I want to get through it quick.
2: Come on. Come on. Give it your all.
1: To win, Coach O'Ryan, sir.
2: That's much much better.
3: I like it.
1: All right. On that note, Tommy, what is our topic today?
3: The uh, speeches given by coaches in uh the trilogy and uh, basically how influential they might have been.
1: Yes. And we're only talking about coaches to their teams here. No one on one speeches, and it must be coaches, again, to their teams. No player to player, no coach to coach. So, your never was is not in. Fulton's speech to Charlie is not in. That might come later. But right now, we're only talking coaches to their teams. If you haven't got it by now, or, or at the very
2: it. least to groups
3: of players.
1: True, yes. So,
3: in the floor, do we need to give a uh, shout out to. Uh to a listener for uh, suggesting this one?
1: We do. I don't have it right in front of me right now. Oh, but we'll give a shout-out later on to this listener. I don't want to say the wrong name. so All right. So you got the first speech. We're going to go chronological order here. So first speech, you're looking at D1. And you have basically the speech that creates the Ducks and Gordon, he's got the, he's got the team rallied around or he's in just in the lobby really. And he's got them talking to him, trying to convince them to come on the Ducks.
2: I don't, I think it's unfair to say it creates the Ducks. Um, I think it gives the Ducks wings. I think the Ducks were always there, but I think this is the speech that, know, allows them to find their wings. What do you say, Tommy? I think we should give it a
0: listen. The Ducks? We're well, the Ducks? Man, what brain did came come up with that name? As a matter of fact, I did. But I didn't have a choice. We're being sponsored. By who, Donald and Daisy? <laughs> hey, you don't want to be Ducks? You'd rather be District 5, some stupid number? Better than some stupid animal. I'll have you know, Peter. ...that the duck is one of the most noble, agile, and intelligent creatures of the animal kingdom. But they're wimpy. They don't even have teeth. Neither do hockey players. (laughs) Have you guys ever seen a flock of ducks flying in perfect formation? It's beautiful. Pretty awesome, the way they all stick together. Ducks never say die. Ever seen a duck fight? No way. Why? Because the other animals are afraid. They know that if they mess with one duck... They gotta deal with the whole flock. Oh, oh, man. I'm proud to be a duck. And I'd be proud to fly with any one of you. So how about it? Who's a duck?
1: All right. Kevin, I feel like you have some, some thoughts on this.
2: In what realm? I mean Oh,
1: you looked like you were ready to go. No, I mean
2: I've I've plenty of thoughts about this. I mean many of which are like the disney plugs which were kind of funny but that's a whole nother that's that we could probably turn that into a whole of the podcast but um i thought it was i mean obviously it's you could argue it's the most pivotal moment in all of the mighty ducks lore or moments if you will um the single most important speech of all. Because if if he doesn't grab their attention, then he loses them forever. I mean, this is the most important moment in Mighty Ducks history, I, I would argue.
1: And yet he kind of fails in his speech. Because he goes, he's like, how about it? Who's going to be a duck? Who's going to be it's, a duck? And no one really steps up.
3: Well... I think, though, you mentioned, yeah, no one really stepped up, but it's almost like the speech was catered to a thing where they had to recognize it in themselves.
2: And that was the most important part of the speech, somebody had to step up and be like, I agree.
3: Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like a rah-rah, yeah, we're all fired up, it's, you know, I guess we never realized we had it in us, so yeah, I'm gonna be a duck. That was the beauty of the speech, is it wasn't a
2: rah-rah speech. It was... Somebody has to get the ball rolling on this. I'm going to reach, in this case, Charlie. Fulton. Fulton is the first one. Okay, well, Fulton. <laughs> well, Char- Charlie wanted to say it, but he's too much of a pussy because Charlie is Charlie. Charlie's mom is there, too.
3: Is yeah. she the only parent there? She was.
2: Which is yeah, that's weird.
3: Well, They're end- <laughs> going out for ice cream yeah. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all they're going <laughs> to... Oh, <no, no. laughs> all right, all
1: right. Back on <laughs> but
2: it was a very important speech because the the way it was delivered, because it could have... It very much could have been a rah-rah speech. And it probably would have worked okay for that season, that game, whatever. But it was very important for the first person... or. Whoever that person was, Fulton, uh, yeah, Fulton, or whether it was Charlie Gee, whoever, for a player to agree with him or to to go along with him, because nobody had really bought into it at that point. Yeah, he, he and that was a have,
3: very important moment. He couldn't have just like picked up the jersey and tossed it to him, like in, in a later speech given by a coach to a to a team. Um, so, yeah, he could have just said, Fulton, here's your jersey. And he's like, okay, I guess we're Ducks now. So, you know, Kevin hit the
2: nail on the head. And then try to, like, rile them up later. I, it never would have worked if that moment hadn't happened.
1: See, I agree with you a little bit, but I disagree. I feel like if he gave a better speech, Peter, Mark, and Karp wouldn't look at each other and shake their heads. I feel like he gives a better speech, and there is a pause where, okay, they have to realize something in themselves. But there's more nodding. There's more like, hmm, let me think about this. But everyone's against it until Fulton steps up. And Fulton kind of saves the whole speech.
2: I don't know. I think that's a, a, a great speech technique on uh, on Bombay's part. I mean, you build it up the entire time. the The entire speech is you building it up to the climax or to whatever you want to call it. So the entire time... He's building it up to that moment where there's this like fever pitch where every player is just like all right I'm amped to be a duck and this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me and that carries on I mean throughout the franchise and if you hadn't if you hadn't delivered that speech in that manner I don't know that that ever would have carried carried through
1: mm, I still think they would have been they should have been more excited why?
3: It is a pretty like we're the ducks. It's like all right, neat. Why can't we be something cool like the flames? Yeah. Why like, what, 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 would like you be that excited like if you jets. if
1: you were a duck? Yeah, I was Why? part of something. I was part of something. All right, that's easier to say it's...
2: now after hearing Bombay's moving speech. But
1: I think Bombay had some good points. I'm not saying it's a bad speech. I'm just saying it should have been. I think better you are saying, saying it's moment. a bad speech. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. I'm not. Aren't you? No. I'm I think he's just saying okay it could have been better. What,
2: so how would you have improved it?
1: I would have gotten a little more riled up. Would I, I, just I don't like think a bit. Th-
2: what what value does that add at the moment?
1: You're adding excitement.
2: Well, they don't need to be amped up. And, and, yeah, it's, they're this, right
1: before a game.
2: No,
3: it isn't. I no, thought it this absolutely was like not before a like at the game. end they of are, practice or something. No, That's what it seemed like. They're in
1: the Cardinals arena before their game against the Cardinals. This is before a game.
3: What's Mrs. Conway doing there? Yeah,
1: maybe she brought Charlie and some of maybe the other kids. Whose Charlie needs to man the
3: fuck up. She was there to like make sure that like Bombay knew all of, like Charlie's allergies or something like that. Man, hey, she's, remember you know, oh, she's, she's got his inhalers. He's allergic to XX and X medicine.
1: But I mean, that kind of is an interesting point. Like, does the speech have a different effect if Charlie's mom
3: isn't there? I'd be embarrassed if I was Charlie. It's like. What's your mom doing here, dude? And like, like when they're if you watch the speech, there like there's always little moments where they cut like close-ups on the players. Him and like his mom like share a moment where they like make eye contact, make like a little like oh, hmm," good little one-liner from coach, like the whole neither do hockey players thing. It's like you can't be there with your friends; you have to have your mom there to like like you're the she's the one you share your jokes with.
2: Another reason why I never bought into the Charlie being the the leader captain on this team because it's like his mother is like draped around him like while this is all happening which is you know I mean
3: shout out to the moms out there but I mean that's bullshit uh, you know I I do want to before we move on that could have been a recipe for disaster like if Fulton hadn't said like I'll be a duck what if like the mom just like piped in and was like oh I think it's a great idea Charlie will be a duck and then <laughs> yeah exactly and then everyone's like fuck this It's like Charlie's mom is the one who's got to like bring us all in. We're not doing this. We're going to be district five. And
2: I mean, we've talked about uh, the poor coaching decisions that Bombay makes. Charlie's mom being in that room is a terrible decision, although he was trying to pork her. So (laughs) maybe that's a great decision on his (laughs) part. But her being in the room is a terrible hockey coaching decision. Because it could have
3: led to disaster. Yeah, and also your whole theme was like you know ducks fly together, and just, now you get this person who isn't a duck. You know, obviously Charlie's mom is important. They all know her. I feel like she probably like makes sandwiches for everyone, but it's like she's not the player on the team.
1: I agree. I agree with that. That last part. So let's move on. And Bobby's second <laughs> yeah. speech comes not long after his first. It's right before the Cardinals game. They're on the bench. And this is what he has to say. All
0: right. Let's forget the past. We lost a few games. Tough. That was District five. Now we're the Ducks. And the Ducks are undefeated. Quack. Quack, 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 quack,
1: quack, quack, Okay, so short speech, but the team is amped up. and I I mean, they should be. They're right before a game, and they, they finally kind of buy in here to where they're all quacking, they're all ready to go. So I feel like that speech, shorter, much more effective than his first speech.
2: I wholeheartedly disagree with you. I don't think that's when they bought in. I thought they bought in during the Jersey speech. That's when they bought in. They were already in. I mean, he could have he could have said anything at that point. He could have said, barbecue, 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 and they would have said, that they would have done Especially whatever. Especially
3: Goldberg would have gone crazy over that. Yeah,
2: they <laughs> loved him at that point. Like, he was, they were, all of them were all in at that point. I, I thought he had That's some. That's not the moment.
3: I thought he had some good, like, well, I'm not going to necessarily disagree with you, Kevin. I do think the whole, you know, District 5, you know, is dead. You know, we're the Ducks. The Ducks are undefeated. It, it, I think that really kind of played to them. Agreed. And Agreed. it's just like, you know, forget about it. You're not you're not that team anymore. You're this team. And, you know, I, also, like, him starting the quack chant, that could have really backfired if no one, like, buys in and he has to just, like, stop doing it after he says it a few times. But I think leading up to that makes that whole quack thing. They, they hit the ice and they're ready to you know to murder someone
2: there were a lot of leaps of faith in those two speeches
3: well we've that that goes with bombay's coaching style we've talked about he's like huge high risk you know guy and it it always works out for him it's weird how it's how it turned That's, out that way that it's
2: really weird It always works out for him
1: i mean on your point that they were already bought in i feel like after the first speech, they're like, "All right, I'll try it because Fulton was trying it i'll I'll try it
3: well when, they, then, when they reach into the box, though like after like Fulton gets it, they all go crazy about those yeah.
2: shirts. there was no even there was no Peter. wearing back at that point,
3: yeah, even like because Bombay he's like, "What about you, Peter?" and he's like, I guess we could try it out, whatever
1: no that's a, that's after a school speech, oh yeah, I mean, never mind practice, I'm an idiot that is true, so yeah, I mean, I just feel like the the team speech right there, as you mentioned, a lot like a, a leap of faith, and he kind of hits on it, which is much more effective than getting kids to kind of reluctantly buy in and then say, okay, once they're in, realize that it's okay to be in. So that is just me. Obviously, you disagree, but move on, to, unless you have anything. Concrete. I don't
2: disagree. Okay. I'm just saying I, I, I feel like... I feel like you're downplaying the importance of the Jersey moment. I think you're overstating. He could, he literally could have said anything and they would have chanted it and had no idea. They were, they were 100% behind him at that point. I feel. I feel
1: like they were behind him, but they were also bought into this whole Ducks ideal. So the quack, anything related to Ducks, yeah. It didn't have to be it didn't have to be Gordon like the quack but I feel like anything related like Go Ducks or whatever, whatever if they just did that they would be bought in but barbecue I don't th- they just be well, like what I, is going on well, okay
2: <laughs> you're taking me a little too literally I they were all in at that point I don't think his speech on the ice at that moment really mattered
3: at all I think, I think they were amped regardless so do you think he just says all right get out there show them what you're made of no they're not gonna all right that's fair that's fair
2: all right it was important for them to have that the raw raw moment i will say okay that's fair that's fair
1: so we move on the final little speech from bombay to his team because the last speech was really to charlie the speech of the end movie so this is his last speech he's lost the team and he's found them in detention now for quacking at the principal. And Bombay steps in there. And this is what transpires.
0: I want to talk to you guys. People. People, friend. Sit down, please. All of you. Okay, don't sit down. Look, what's done is done. I want to be your coach again. You coach a bunch of losers? No. I want to coach the Ducks. What about the things you said? You said we didn't deserve to live. Carp, I was being sarcastic. you know what that means? No! Okay, then you do. I didn't mean those things the way they sounded. You guys know what it's like to be misunderstood, right? Yeah, of course. We're kids. So, can you forgive me? Can I be your coach again? What about Banks? He could be on the team if he wants. He should have been with us all year. It's you guys who were cheated. But Let's forget all that crap. We're a team, right? Yeah. I made you guys, and I'm sticking with you. So, what's it going to be? We can play tomorrow night, still have a shot at the playoffs, or we can forfeit again, and the season's over. Peter, what do you say? Well... Yes, it would help if we practice first. Alright, let me see if I can get you out of detention. Yes. Take that. You really quacked at the principal? Yeah. <laughs> Are we ducks or what? Okay,
1: so what I believe is really Bombay's most uh, skilled speech here. He's, he walks into a room, tough room, and he wins them over by the end and they're all on his side. I think that's 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 deft kinda negotiating, public speaking there. Gets the troops rallied. I think that's his best speech of the first movie.
3: Um I'm not gonna disagree, but I think there was probably some stuff going on behind the scenes that we didn't see. One thing that's really like played in is because like, Peter was the one who said, Oh, he he said we, we're losers, didn't deserve to live and it's like, okay, he was obviously being sarcastic. Even Carp picked up on that, like, eventually. Also, Peter's a moron. Yeah, exactly. Like, Peter's stupid. And I think they're all like, why do we listen to Peter? Like, we could be playing right now. And so we're in, you know, detention. Fuck Peter, man. And so I, I think that it wouldn't have really taken that much to win them over. As long as he admitted that, hey, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh I think it was important for him to show up for them to realize that Peter's a moron um but other than that i don't I don't think there was a whole lot of value there um but i but i that's a very valuable moment for him to show up and for them to realize how fucking stupid Peter is at that moment so
3: I will say that the I think the setting of it was good oh it's like, great. Like, if he had just, like, shown up at practice with uh, Jesse and Terry's dad, and was like, hey, guys, can I talk to you? It was like, well, I guess we have to listen. I guess he shows up at the school unexpected. It's like, okay, he actually really cares about us, and, and now he's going to try and get us out of detention. So, like, he immediately wins them back. So, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit for, like, picking the setting to do that.
1: That's a great point. And he also, he also kind of looks to Peter at the end. Kind of bring him back into the fold after everyone realizes that he is indeed a moron.
3: Yeah, he wants people to make sure it's like, yeah, obviously Peter is stupid, but hey, he's still a duck like us. It's like, I mean, at any point in
2: if if you play, you know, whether it's middle school, high school, whatever, any any sport, at some point the coach is going to put somebody like he's going to sit him at half court or whatever, and be like you guys are running because of this guy and he's just going to sit there and you guys are going to hate him. And it's kind of that, you know, everybody rallies around like the hatred for that guy. But for whatever reason, he always gets pulled back into the fold, you know. And that's brilliant coaching. Like to be able to meld that back together, you know, combine their hatred for this guy and it's just like brings together this out camar- Camaraderie. I
3: don't know if that means well, sense. Well, yeah, I mean, like a, a bit a big theme is kind of like all over the place. Yeah. The don't ducks fly that. together thing, and and so there's a whole like, oh, if you mess with one duck, you're gonna mess with the whole pack. And so like immediately, if there's a schism there, then like you kind of lose it all. So Bombay knows that you have to have all of them. You can't have Peter or like one of the Duncan kids, like who's not doing it, and then you know they're not as strong. Like even if you do lose Carp or something, like yeah, he sucks. But, like, you still need him because he is, like, an original Duck. And one thing that, you know, Jesse has always said, like, putting on a Duck jersey doesn't make you your Duck. Because he feels that, you know, camaraderie. We were all here at the beginning. Absolutely. You know, we're the original ducks. We played better because no one else knew what we had to go through.
1: I did think that his little comment, like, I made you guys, was a little weird. A little kind of strange. Just to bring it back to, like, himself. But, I mean, that's Gordon Bombay. Very self-centered. So, other than that, yeah, like I said, great speech. So, uh, that was the last speech, D1. Go on to D2. His, really, his first really main speech to the, the full team comes after he has abandoned them, left them without a coach, comes back in the middle of the game of the Germany game, and then he says this.
0: Guys, I was wrong. Sorry, I forgot about the team, and the team is all I have. And all I want is another chance, just one more shot. I'm back. Okay, believe me.
1: All right, so
3: I'm not inspired.
1: Yeah, it was very like a needy speech. Yeah, he He's came
3: like, like in hat in hand, just like, I need this. And, like, he's asking a lot of, you know, 13-year-olds to, like, kind of be the bigger person and forgive him.
1: Yeah, like, it was good that he said he was sorry, but he's like, oh, the team is all I have. I need it. Like, whoa.
3: If anything, they just, like, feel sorry for him, perhaps. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I mean, I think even that's a stretch. Like, I don't even think they would have that sort of, like, empathy for him at all. Like, they would just be like, fuck this. Fuck this guy. Like, he's, he's our coach. Like, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, and
3: it's like, you didn't show up to a game. It's like, yeah. they forgive him real quickly. It's like, you didn't, you were leaving. First of all, you, you don't have an assistant coach in your team. And so, like, if something... Another you know, another
2: terrible oversight on... Yeah, and I so, guess. like, Miss McKay Tipples. happened
3: to be wandering down the stands. Otherwise, like, none of this happens if Miss McKay isn't, you know, just kind of lost, wondering, like, oh, what am I doing at this hockey game? And so, they get her to coach. And so, it's just, just terrible.
2: Can we have a quick sidebar? Uh if Mrs. McKay hadn't been there. Miss McKay. M- M- oh, I'm sorry, Miss McKay. Ms. Just Ms. Dot. We don't know. Ms. What up, Ms. McKay? If you're out there, give me a give me a holla. Um if she was wasn't there. that your there, sidebar? No, that was not my sidebar. Okay. This is my sidebar. If she wasn't there, who who was who's gonna coach them?
3: Who's up next? Exactly. I mean he's well, I mean,
2: they have oh, to have a coach. I like that. I like that. Russ Tyler. Well,
3: the thing is though, if did he leave thinking that, okay, I'm leaving, the ducks are done. He abandoned the team with no one to turn to. Like it was just like I was saying, like Pure Happenstance that McKay was there. And so I don't I guess the kids didn't realize that, hey, Bombay, you know, essentially was forfeiting not by even, not showing up.
2: Not even Limo Driver Fellow was there at that point. Whatever his name was. Well yeah. That was the first. Well, I know, but I mean like not even like Tibbles. Yeah, what was Tibbles
1: Tibbles. I bet you Tibbles would have come down. Where was he? I mean He was probably in the suite. What
3: what he was was like what
2: was he thinking when McKay took over?
3: Oh he was pissed. Well we we talked about Tibbles and we talked about how he was like you know, maybe like sweating bullets because he put his reputation online to get Bombay and he didn't show up for the game, he didn't hire assistant coaches. I I don't know, I think like at that point, I don't think he
2: I don't think any scenario could have happened where he went where he left his box or whatever to come down to coach the team because he seems like he's a guy that's always like oh they fucked up like they fucked up I was you know I put the right pieces in place So was he scheming like how can I like try and spin this so like I don't get fired I don't think it's so much that I think it's more just like him just like either being terrified or or just realizing that he has to stay as far away
3: from the fuck up as possible. And also remember that he didn't have his whistle. That's true. That was taken would he do without his whistle? Exactly. I mean, McKay barely knew how to coach with, you know, she didn't have a whistle. She couldn't, you know, do anything. She sat there and did nothing. All right. We got a whistle. Move on.
1: We gotta move on. We can go on that all day. But we gotta move on. By the way, the person who, who suggested this in some form was our old friend, Cat Chan23, who gave us our very first quack question shout out okay that is the end of part one speaking of quack questions you can get yours in to us hashtag quack question at quack tech pod on twitter you can find us on facebook search the quack tech podcast our website thequacktech.com itunes go there give us five stars write a review and remember ducks fly together
3: ducks fly together quack quack